Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Child-proofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely available on 2032, 2025 and 2016 sizes. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross, you'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find name brands for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit at Ross. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. I mean, every style for spring. There's something for the guys, too, with deals on brand name shirts. And you can get outside this spring with the savings on outdoor tableware. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Hey, it's Ben. And it's Ashley, and we want to let you know that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths. LifeVac is the easiest, safest, and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit LifeVac.net and enter promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS to save 20% and secure your home kit today. That's LifeVac.net and enter promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plans starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 24 wall supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended silver unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines. All on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. The doors are closed, but the store is open just for you. At the Crate and Barrel Private Registry events, you can sip and scan your way through the store with music, food, drinks, and a fun party vibe. Don't worry, you'll get plenty of one-on-one guidance along the way from our dedicated registry experts. You can see your favorite gourmet brands in action with demos of the kitchen machines and tools that we've been eyeing. And when the party's over, head home with a special gift from us to toast the day. Wink, wink. It's free wine glasses. Let's make it a date. RSVP today for a Crate and Barrel private registry event at crateandbarrel.com slash stores slash events. 
This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. She's back. I was back last week, but I wasn't back with you. You weren't back with me. I've missed you, Ash. I've missed you, Ben. It's not You've the same You've got like a you. pre-wedding glow to you. A pre-wedding glow? Not a post-honeymoon glow? Post, post-honeymoon glow, I mean. Oh, thank you. It's going to fade fast. I t- Why? <laughs> I say that because I feel like... <laughs> Wait, that was like the worst thing I could say. Um, I meant like today was like the first official work day back from like our whole month off pretty much. You know, I've responded Mm -hmm. to some emails here and there and like I've ignored a lot of Oops. And then today, like Jared and I were like bombarded with phone calls and emails and texts. And it's like, oh, we're back to work, which is an absolutely fabulous thing. But, you know, it's we were like trying to drag out that nice little honeymoon period as as far as we could but we definitely realized like today we're no longer on vacation the but we're still so it, in love <laughs> yeah how long does it take you to like wind down when you're on vacation this has been a co- uh, a popular topic over the last few years as millennials have kind of pulled back on how many vacations they're taking instead they're doing more like just adventure travel so, like, when you go on a vacation to rest, relax, and get your mind off of everything going on in your world, how many days does it take you to kind of just relax? I think it depends on whether I wrap up everything the, like, days before we go away, yeah. which I really try to do. Like, I'll stay up really late to just try to get everything done and responded to. And with Jared and I on the honeymoon, like, pretty much midway that week before the wedding, we were like, okay, like, Thursday night, we are like, okay, we're done with everything, and we're just going to, like, let loose. And so, I think on our honeymoon, it was, it was super easy. Of course, we were in Europe for 13 nights, so we did, like, have a couple of nights where we, like, had to get on the computer and respond to emails and edit some stuff. But for the most part, we were, like, very, we were pretty unplugged. The uh, this is a good question for the listeners. Uh, Ashley, over the last few weeks, we've been asking our listeners to Twitter in or email in uh, responses to just two questions each podcast, and they've been incredible at it. And it's super fun to read. So I'm going to ask all the listeners: if you go on vacation and you've got a hectic, we're all busy. Everybody is busy these days. If you're busy, you take a vacation. How many days does it take you to wind down? And then I'd also, for my own benefit, like to know what do you do? Like Ashley said. She kind of tries to get everything done beforehand and prep so that winding down is easier. Also, I, I have to say apologize to everybody listening and to you, Ash. Uh, my allergies are awful I right now, so cute. I am stuffy. It's okay? Yeah, it's cute. You sound like a little mouse. I know. It is awful. Like Over the last week, it has like tripled. So if I sound like melancholy and not into this, it's not at all the case. I just can't breathe. Oh, <laughs> so. I want to say one thing uh, in response to your question. I yeah. think what Jared and I do as far as like, like just having nights or like blocks of time to, if any work comes up to address it is the best way. I think if you like are responding to every email and every text while they come at you, then you never get centered on a vacation. I think you need to be like, okay, I will address this tonight, like and ignore it until then. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. I think so. I was talking to Jessica about this the other day, cause we're going to take a trip to a wedding in Mexico here coming up. And we decided that I can't not do anything all day. Like I just don't, it doesn't help me. And so what I found is It doesn't help you relax if you realize how much you have. So I like an hour and a half 
after my workout in the mornings on vacation are the best. Hey, um, Ashley, we've got a lot to talk about, but before we do, let's take a quick break uh, to talk about some of our sponsors. And we're going to get back and break down uh, these this week's episode of Bachelor in Paradise. Jared and I are obviously still getting some gifts in from our crate and barrel registry. We have the most wonderful things. And that's one of the the things that we're working on now, now that we're home, is decorating our apartment and like putting all the registry items away and well, not away, but on display and making our house our home now and a home together, not a home that Jared moved into, not like a girl retreat that my sister and I created. It's now our home and we love the crane barrel items that we've gotten. We were able to schedule a private registry event when we started to get our crate and barrel registry put together. So these events is something that Crate and Barrel hosts at their stores where Crate and Barrel experts take you and your fiance around the store and they offer tips and expert advice on the best items to add to your wedding registry. They're going to ask about your style and what your needs are, whether or not you have to furnish an entire home or really stock a kitchen or a bathroom or whether or not you have a few pieces already that you want to work around. So each couple gets to leave these events with a special gift, um, which is a fun takeaway to remember the experience. And you're going to feel really good because you would have gone around the entire store and really kind of like designed what you want your house to look like. You're going to leave and you're going to be like, wow, we're going to get this done one day. It's not like some gigantic undertaking of like, where do we get started in making this house our home? This expert that's going to bring you around Crate and Barrel is really going to help you make your vision become a reality. You can RSVP today for a Crate and Barrel private registry event at crateandbarrel.com slash stores slash events. Again, you can start your Crate and Barrel private registry event today at crateandbarrel.com slash stores slash events. I feel like I should say we're back and we have a special guest co-host Ashley Iconetti because now we're together. That's sad, Ben. We've missed you, Ash. It's been it's been sad without you. We've had a great time and we've made it work and we've done our best, but you were missed by so many. You had to talk about a lot of hot topics by yourself. (laughs) Or and with the help of Easton and Mark and Tori and Amy, I'm sure, and whoever the guests were that week. But there were some very spicy topics that you had to address from Demi and Christian to uh, what was the other really? I guess Blake. Blake. You Dean. did Blake all alone. Dean. Wow. Okay. That's crazy. But since we've been talking so much about my vacation and my wedding, I want to ask you what you've done the past couple of weeks besides the podcast alone. <laughs> uh, Ashley, this is something so cool. And I'm glad you asked. Uh, at the end of this podcast, by the way, uh, we have in our notes here. I, I really want to talk to you about your wedding and the honeymoon and just like go into more details. I think it's important. So even if you feel like you've talked about it a ton, I want you to be selfish and talk about it more. All right. For everybody this is listening. the last time until um, our honeymoon the, video comes out <laughs> in right, the wedding right. video. <laughs> but uh, we'll break down the podcast first or the episodes first. But this is what I did, Ashley. For a couple of weeks, I've been talking about on Almost Famous podcast. I haven't gotten into too many details. About 10 months ago, two friends and I came up with an idea. Um, and I, and I want to say I followed them. It was called The Wedding Party. And The Wedding Party was this festival where nine couples uh, got married at one time on a stage. Uh, I was the officiant. 
and then the reception is a joint reception uh, where all the couple's friends and family come together uh, to celebrate. And then we also sold 500 wedding crasher tickets for random strangers that just want to come to a massive, huge celebration. So the reception is a food and drink festival. It happened this last Sunday. Oh, this happened this week. Oh my gosh, I can't yeah. believe it came in one already. This has been something. 2,000 people showed up. 2,000. What? Are, 2, I don't know how I up. feel about that. I mean, like, I just want to know everybody at my wedding. <laughs> I don't know why these well, people would choose to, to, you know, to have strangers at their wedding, but okay. So here's here was our thought process, Ashley. It was a magical night. We had couples uh, from all different backgrounds, all different love stories. Uh, it was a, a very diverse group and that made it so beautiful. And everybody was sharing love on stage. Here's the type of people we had, right? We had people that were going to elope. Uh, and so they were just going to go to the okay. kind of the courthouse and okay. elope. They were couples who maybe didn't have the time to plan a wedding or maybe didn't have the finance to plan a wedding, or they just wanted something weird. So like we had some couples that just wanted like their wedding to be something weird. And so all of those couples kind of mi- or matched our criteria it was beautiful. I'm telling you, we were all nervous. I was so anxious for weeks now. I've been anxious about this thing and it happened. And every couple on the bus home that night was crying, saying Aww. this is one of the most magical nights there. Oh, it was amazing. awesome. So, Did you officiate um, just one of the ceremonies? No, all nine. Oh, you officiated nine ceremonies? It was one massive ceremony. So the nine couples stood up on stage. They each had individual vows, walked down the aisle, and then all nine couples stood up on stage. And I went through the whole thing with all nine of them. That's really cool if you're into something that's a little bit like different. You know, if if you don't, if you never imagined yourself having a traditional wedding, like you said, some of these people were going to elope. Some of these people didn't want to plan. Then it makes a lot of sense for you. But, you know, it would be. I would, I, you know, it would be, it's unconventional. It, it is, uh, it is unconventional. It has to be the right person, but I'm telling you, if you are the right couple, it worked really well. But it, I just wanted to say congratulations to dining out events. Um, that was, it was just a massive, beautiful ceremony and the wedding planners knew, uh, Troy from your wedding. They were mm-hmm. good friends with them. So that was cool. Anyways. Hey, uh, if you're out there listening to this, and you think this is weird or you think it's cool, uh, check out the wedding party on uh, Instagram. All the videos from this weekend were on it. Uh, we'll do it again uh, in a city near you, I think, really soon. Okay. Hey, that's enough about me. Ashley, we'll talk about you at the end of the podcast. Let's jump in to this week's episode of Bachelor in Paradise. Ashley, there's so much going on. There's so there's much. There's so much to talk about. Uh- I feel like we're at a place... Uh, where every love story is kind of culminating and now it's the make or break week in paradise. It's that decision-making week because we're, we have two more weeks left, which is, I I think two more weeks. Am I wrong? Which is the longest season of paradise ever though. That's seven weeks and it was four hours a week. All right, Ashley, after watching this week's episodes, I, I think there's only one way to really break these down fairly. And that's to kind of do it in all in one, like not to do episode by episode, like we usually do, but to kind of tie it all together because it feels like during this make or break it week, all the storylines are so tied together. Are you down for that? Let's do it. Okay, perfect. Okay. So here's the thing. This whole episode or these, all these episodes kind of are set up with coming off of Chris and Crystal's wedding, which was, 
way more dramatic than any of us preferred or wanted or even probably they wanted but well, it caused they, a they lot admitted. of dr- they were like that was they didn't they didn't feel happy watching this back it seems like all this whole episode is set up by Chris and Crystal's wedding, which had a lot of drama. And they're here last week uh, talking about that. It wasn't preferred, but it happened. I mean, it's paradise. And some of the biggest drama leading into this week was the question over is Clay over Angela. Ashley, to me, I've it has been very clear. And this is why I'm confused the whole time that he is very over Angela. It's still weird. It's his ex. Like there's still a little bit of a pull. It's still probably hard to see her like that. That's natural. Mm-hmm. But he's he's very much over her. It feels like the beach, though, the people on the beach are trying to convince him that he isn't over. Yeah. It. Isn't that so weird? I would have never thought that he wasn't over it until Tasha made a big deal that he wasn't. And she she said, like, you didn't mention that you had a girlfriend to like everybody at the wedding, the newcomers and such. Uh, mm-hmm. Angela included in that. And I was all like understanding what you just said until Tasha brought up that fact and I was like wait that is weird that she didn't that he didn't bring up Nicole's name when talking to Angela that's wacky that that's <laughs> uh, that that's proof to me that maybe he he was or okay maybe that doesn't signal that he is not over Angela maybe it signals that he didn't want to hurt Angela more in that moment I, I that was where I was going with okay. this. I I have been around now I was just thinking about this preparing for the podcast was I've been around some of my friends. One of my, my good buddies, you know, went through a pretty bad breakup. He He's now dating again. I cannot imagine if he saw his ex and like within that conversation, like how hard it would because they care about each other still like they, they're, it's a mutual breakup. They're fine. But I think it would hurt them both if like another name was brought up just out of nowhere. Now, if it was asked, Hey, how's your girlfriend? I think it would be great to say she's awesome. She's great. We're doing really well. But just this, like, I think probably he felt like he was going to just be like rubbing it in a little bit. Yeah. If, if he brought up her name. Yeah. And he should have told Taisha when she confronted him about that, that he simply didn't want to hurt her feelings anymore. And that he probably thought, or he was probably naive to the thought that there was a possibility of Angela coming into paradise. He possibly thought that he was just having a conversation with her at the wedding and that she would find out when he got home from paradise with a girlfriend. It's weird that she showed up. Is it hypocritical at all? Is it hypocritical she's at mad all? At, she's mad at Clay for coming down to paradise and being there so soon. Is it hypocritical at all for her to show up or is it fair because since he went, it gives her the or not permission. I, nobody needs permission to go to paradise, but it does it give her the right or does it make it feel better that she came? I think I'm on the side of it's fair that she's there okay. and like she I gets to fair. do the whole thing, too, especially if he was the one who ended the relationship. Then she definitely should be allowed to go down to paradise. I think people in this whole like drama are probably being like, yeah, but she's just there to create drama for Clay and prevent him mm-hmm. from having a happy ending. Possibly she probably wanted to go in and ruffle a little feathers. She probably wanted to make him feel a little bit jealous by going out with Mike. She probably or, or anyone for that matter. She but like I don't think that she I think maybe her intention was to go in and ruffle feathers and make him jealous. But I think that at the end of the day, she's just end up gonna end up moving on. Yeah. I'm with you. I mean, it doesn't feel like it feels like both of them had a mutual breakup. There was pains involved. It's time to move on. And and it, honestly, throughout this podcast or throughout this episode, I felt like we moved on and we moved I on call to it mutual, though, Ben. 
I think that he broke up with her and she wanted to get back. I think what you mean is like she wasn't like it was done. It was there was no loose ends. But I actually think that there was a loose end. And Mm. I think that it was because Clay was trying to ease the blow. And he probably said something along the lines. And I'm not sure if I said this last week on the podcast. And I apologize to listeners if I am repeating myself. But he said, I think when he was trying to ease the blow of the breakup, he must have said something like, you know, I'm not in the place right now, but one day I might be. So, like, maybe this isn't over, but maybe, but I really need to take a break now. And if he did end it like that, then I can see her holding on hope. And I can now understand why she was so upset to see him there. Because he should have just been upfront and being like, you're not my person. It's a weird breakup, Ashley, because I remember when this whole paradise season started, we were just getting into it. And I mean, there was a thousand rumors around why they broke up yeah. from cheating, cheating rumors to, yeah, like there was all these different rumors going on. None, I don't have any clue what happened. There was no cheating, but I don't know why that rumor started. I think, I think honestly, because of the way she acted at the wedding, she seemed like a woman mm. scorned. <laughs> Oh, she did. Holy cow. Do you, that, <laughs> that walk was, we all were like, what the, like we felt the power it in the stride. So funny. It was something it else. Was hey, so well, let's close that chapter though, because it feels like a chapter needs to be closed. Clay is happy. Angela is moving on. And I want to sit here for a bit, Ashley, and try to dissect the JPJ kind of interactions that he's having on this episode it feels heavy it feels odd it's hard to watch from a guy that we've loved for his joy and 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 peacefulness and just kind of go with the flow attitude ashley it it's gonna be a lot but i want to ask the second question of the podcast okay to all the listeners out there please email us at benashleyiheartmedia.com or uh tweet us on twitter and hashtag the almost famous podcast what are your thoughts on jpj I don't know. No, I, I want the listeners to know. I, I really want the listeners to kind of, we're going to talk about ours, but I really want the listeners to kind of fill in on their thoughts. I think everybody's confused. It feels hard to watch and it isn't getting any easier to watch with that. Ashley, before we talk about JPJ, let's take one more break to okay. talk about our sponsors. Well, let's do it. Cliffhanger. <laughs> As every parent knows, Kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening because they believe that their product should provide more than just power. They should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely available on 2032, 2025 and 2016 sizes. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross, you'll find huge deals on all the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. 
We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And I mean, every style for spring. There's something for the guys, too, with deals on brand name shirts. And you can get outside this spring with savings on outdoor tableware. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. Diaper duty. It's the adventure no one warns you about when you're expecting, right? Well, fear not. Pamper Swaddlers features a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Not only are Pamper Swaddlers total game changers, they have the hottest baby gift trend for 2024, the Pampers Diaper Stash an online diaper fund where friends and family can contribute a group gift so that your diaper stockpile never runs out. I love this idea. Here's how it works. You create a diaper stash account, share it with your tribe, watch the stash grow, gift it to the parents, and voila. They use the stash funds to snag Pampers diapers and wipes anywhere, anytime. It's not just a gift. It's a stash of joy. (laughs) (laughs) ensuring that those parents-to-be are stocked up without the guesswork. So whether you're a parent in the trenches or the ultimate gift guru, make 2024 the year of leak-free happiness. Pamper Swaddlers and the Diaper Stash. Because parenting should be an extraordinary journey, not a messy one. Your whole life, you've been told that the enemy of eating well is giving into your cravings and indulging. But actually, your cravings are leading you right where you need to be. To Kali Power. <laughs> Kali Power is the brand that powers the foods that you crave with the ingredients you deserve so you can crave on. So if you're craving pizza, go ahead. Enjoy one of Kali Power's thin and crispy stone-fired cauliflower crust pizzas. Craving chicken tenders? Kali Power's chicken tenders are made with real all-natural white meat chicken and a crispy coating packed with cauliflower so you can get protein and veggies all in one bite. And that's not all. If you want to indulge in a big warm bowl of pasta, dig in with Kali Power's cauliflower-based pasta meals. Dinner has never been easier or more delicious. With Kali Power, all the foods you crave are made with the power of veggies. Gluten-free always, ready in minutes, and most importantly, they taste like the foods you crave. Collie Power's products are available in freezers nationwide. Visit eatcollipower.com to find them in a store near you. Collie Power. Crave on.
All right, Ashley, one of our favorite people to ever come onto the Bachelor franchise. We've loved him. We've supported him. We've lifted him up and we've put him on this prestigious pedestal. And then this week, JPJ feels like falls hard. He feels like he falls hard in multiple ways. He's falling hard for Tasha, but he's falling hard on the show as well. Yeah. Ashley, you're always an expert at this. You break these things down better than I ever could. Oh, I don't know. What are that. you seeing? What are you feeling? And then leading into even the second episode, what where what are we thinking about JPJ right now? I'm my my thoughts on JPJ are really all over the place. Uh, I want to say that I think that he's been one of our favorite people to watch. But we haven't really like known his character. And now where he's kind of like showing his character. And it's like, he just seems to want to fight. I don't know. I really, I wish I could, I wish I could articulate my setter, myself better here with JPJ. But maybe he truly hurts him. Like, I really want to give him a bit of the benefit of the doubt right now. And say that maybe he truly did hear something behind the scenes of Derek saying something that he really thought symbolized a character flaw in him. And he was really trying to protect Tasha from a bad guy. Um, but what it appears on TV is that he's really just jealous and coming up with anything to claim that Derek is just a jerk who is unfit for Tasha. His behavior has been extreme. The way that he's um, dealt with this jealousy or whatever he heard is really been completely immature. He has very poor argumentative skills. And I think now that Derek is gone, I think it's going to be hard for him to win Tasha back after all the drama that he's created. Here's what I think. What do you think? I think that JPJ is feeling like he really cares for Tasha. He doesn't know how to handle that well. I don't think his ability to debate has gone well at all. I think he gets him in his own head in his own head. He doesn't make great points. So we're watching him just kind of get frustrated with not only the situation, but with himself because he has things he wants to say, but then he just laughs in people's face, which yeah, is one of the most childish, disrespectful things I could, I could think of. And I'm not okay with that. If I have an issue with another person and actually I need to go off on a little tangent. I haven't done this in a while, but okay. it feels kind of good. If I have an issue with a person, how Derek handled that? Now, I don't know what Derek said behind the scenes. I, I don't know Derek really well personally. But if I have an issue with somebody, what Derek did by going to JPJ and saying, can we talk about this together personally? Because I want to just try to get this fixed is the right way to handle it. But I can see where anger, anger ensues when somebody starts laughing in your face about some of the things you're upset about. Yeah. I also now. I fear that JPJ blaming this on Derek is going to come back to bite him because I think JPJ's issues are going to still exist even with Derek gone, which is going to show that Derek wasn't the issue. The issue was JPJ himself struggling with whatever, whatever emotion was internally inside of him. And I'm coming to all of this. And I didn't say a lot about it last week because I didn't know how I felt. I'm saying all of this because for me, it was proven this week that JPJ has something going on that is not healthy and not good when he spoke to Haley. When it was just Derek and JPJ, I was like, okay, maybe Derek did say something behind the scenes that upset JPJ. Maybe Derek is like showing a side not around cameras that we aren't seeing. I don't know that side of it, right? I, I got to just kind of watch and see. But once JPJ sat down with Haley and the way he handled that conversation and how much confidence he had and that he handled it correctly, which he didn't, 
and how sad and hurt she was and how bad he was at communicating. Then I, then it for, for the first time really started to think this is a JPJ issue only and nobody else's issue. Yeah, you're right. Boom. You said it. You're talking about the conversation that they had at the bar. And yeah. that was, she just, I was so proud of her in that moment. And I love the way Demi was reacting to her because like she kept hitting all of his hypocritical points. Yeah, definitely. It's just, it's tough. And we see it through episode two as well is the guys worked up. And when he works up, it feels like he does the, the common thing where once we get angry, we stop listening and we start to like get defensive and have more confidence that our anger is necessary. But here's the thing. None of us are our best selves when we're defensive. I said it last week. I'll say it again this week. None of us are our best selves when we're defensive. We have to in those moments. Take a step back and go, what am I seeing here? What What is the situation? Am I wrong? Am I right? Uh, you know, there's, there's a great quote that my mentor told me. And when you put yourself in a place of leadership or you have a platform like anybody on this show has, you give up the ability to overreact. And I think in this moment, JPJ is overreacting and we're watching it live on television and we're not seeing his best self. I don't think. And then I want to ask you and I want to ask our listeners this. What we're seeing right now is not who JPJ typically is, right? It's not a microcosm of his everyday life. Or do you guys believe it is like, is this how he re- interacts in his normal everyday life? And we just haven't seen it yet. No, I think that this is a case of the show and the situations that the show puts you in. Um, putting it displaying the worst part of your personality, a part of your personality that you, you yourself don't even see very often. But like it comes out in this very weird culture that is Bachelor in Paradise. I think that remember before the wedding, the first half of the wedding, it was so funny that during the during like the pre cocktail party, everyone was talking about JPJ and like how surprised they were by him and how wonderful he was and the best listener and communicator and all this stuff. And like people said that they felt so deeply connected to him. And then the second half of the wedding during the actual, you know, like the cocktail party before the reception, everybody was like, that was so out of character and everybody, everybody's felt so thrown off by him. So I think what his normal personality is, is what they described. But then I think the situation that he was part of just made the worst of himself come out. Well, and it hasn't seemed to thrown off Tasha too much, right? I'm super confused because like you'd think that it would. But maybe, and like, you know what? She's like, at the wedding, I'm just going to say this. At the wedding, she told me that both JPJ and Derek were interested in her. But she said that her heart was really pulling her in the JPJ um, side of things. But on the show, I've seen her more torn than anything. And I don't see any of these strong emotions that she told me about. I think she just seems confused. And if... Doesn't doesn't she just seem confused to me? Like when she dumped Derek, it was because she clearly didn't really have feelings for Derek. But with JPJ, I don't really feel anything for her either. It and, and it's almost like, and maybe we didn't see all of it, but it's almost like JP. If she was so unattracted to the arguments, it felt like I'm I'm not. I, it felt like JPJ almost was leading these arguments. So like, if she was unattracted to Derek because he was argumentative then wouldn't she just be 
unattracted to JPJ as well, but she chooses him. Oh, no, him. I don't think she, she wasn't, she wasn't unattracted to Derek because of like any argument. She just like truly felt more of a intellectual, emotional, I don't know, physical attraction to JPJ over Derek. And this was before the fight even happened that I was having this conversation with her. But I wonder why she felt that she, why she would even entertain the idea of Derek there. Yeah, I, I think don't, I, I, I have it. I have a theory. Her, what's your theory? Her brain was saying JPJ makes no sense with you. You have no future with a guy like that. He's never okay. what you pictured yourself with. But there was some pull in her heart that said, like, you should give this a try. I, I yeah, and it's almost like the you hear it every once in a while, kind of whispered into Bachelor Nation is like the Bachelor is the one time you can date somebody that you're not typically used to dating. Mm -hmm. And it feels like Tasha isn't used to dating like the JPJs of the world and it scares her. Yeah. And then and then when she like starts to like tip her, you know, toe in the water, the JPJ water, she's like, oh, I kind of like it. But yet it feels weird. And yeah. it's like a little bit off. Yeah, I. I think that this whole situation is going to be an interesting one to watch. I mean, obviously, Tasha hasn't given up on him yet. It, it feels it feels like hopefully JPJ can start to get his stuff together. I still feel bad, honestly, for Haley. I don't love how this played out for her. So um, it, it isn't great. She's a great girl. Um, I've gotten to know them personally. Obviously, they're on my season. Uh, and Haley, for the first time in a long time, kind of took a risk and came there without her sister. It feels like this isn't going to end well for Haley. And unfortunately, JPJ is the cause of it. And we should also say that Haley ends up getting, giving her rose to, to I was going to say Nick, which is really, it, it's not Nick. It's Luke S. <laughs> and I don't understand these comparisons. There's a similarity, but they're, they're not the same similar. people. <laughs> you no, think they're very similar? No. You think they're very no, similar? No, they're very similar looking. You think not so? like the same person. I yes. say yes and no. Like yes and no. I mean, okay, it's, it's, if you set them side by side, you'd be like, okay, they look similar. Now, yeah. now Nick is like, it's the face. Well, it's just all the hair textures in like it's the, the hair textures. Hair. That's it. I mean, <laughs> Nick's, Nick's a division one athlete. Like there's a different like body structure that exists with Nick than, <laughs> than Lucas. Uh, well, Hey, we brought up Lucas. So let's talk about it. Not nothing crazy going on here. Mm -mm. Uh, but Lucas shows up to the beach. Uh, along with Mr. McDonald, um, and they are, I mean, Matt McDonald's the hot commodity in paradise. I, Luke S doesn't get a lot of attention. I think he's kind of like takes Christina out by default or Christina goes out with him by default, but McDonald now women are all over him. Yeah. Women and, are like super into him and it's and funny. Do you see it? I, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I think he's a good looking guy. I don't like yeah. understand why the women are just fawning. He seems very sweet. He comes from apparently a very wholesome household because he, he's very concerned about his mom seeing him kiss on the show. He's not used to the whole Bachelor format considering he was eliminated on night one of Hannah's season. So he he's very slow to kiss Sydney, which he does before the rose ceremony in which she gives him her rose but then he ends up going out on a date with brie who is super beautiful and from ari's ari season wait no she's from she's from colton season why would i think she's from colton season totally under the radar 
She comes in and Matt McDonald goes on a date with her and they kiss there too. It's Donald, by the way. I said McDonald, but it's Donald, oh. Matt Donald. I just looked it up. <laughs> it is Donald. Whoops. I just thought Matt of Mr. McDonald's McDonald. Yeah, farm. old McDonald. Uh, he, you know, he was being kind of hyped up as the next uh, grocery store Joe. I don't know if he's got that swagger. Uh, no. Ashley, I, I'm all for wholesomeness. I really am. Like, it's nice. It's especially good to see on this show. But I, it feels weird to me. And I love my mom. And I don't want her to see me doing weird stuff on TV. That's not good for anybody. But it felt like almost awkward for me to watch him say, I can't do this because my mom wouldn't like it. It was super weird. I'm like, you're an adult. You're on The Bachelor. Your mom, uh, I'm sure, condones you being on The Bachelor because this is your second time around. It's okay. And it was super awkward because she said, I'm sorry, I keep saying super awkward. But she said, um, she did that thing, like, how do you say kiss? And then he was like, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> I mean, so we agree. Like, Matt Donald seems like a nice dude. Like, he seems like his intentions are good. He, You know, the women are saying that he's super attractive. They're into it. I, I'm rooting for Matt Donald here. I, I, I mean, I know his, like, whole, hey, I'm not going to kiss you thing because my mom's watching feels weird. But then he ends up kissing her. <laughs> He, you know, he, he doesn't hold back from the kissing after he gets comfortable with the cameras. I I get it. Like when you show, I mean, he was only, we forget this. He was only there for a few hours during his time on The Bachelorette. He isn't used to the cameras at all. The rest of these people are. He shows up now for the first time ever. He's in front of cameras and he's dating and he's going to be kissing. It is a, a hard transition. Mm hmm. So that's what we can't forget here. I, I think for me, I got like right away. I was like, oh, that's weird. He's just being weird. And then I was like, no, for the first time ever, this dude's in front of cameras and he's being pursued for the first time ever. Like he got thrown in fast to this whole thing. He did. He's not used to it. And like that always happens with the night oneers that end he's, up in paradise. <laughs> but he's going to thrive. It, it kind of already feels like it. Right. I mean, yeah. did we see him with with Bree, who is a beautiful person. We've met Bree and she's into him. So now Matt Donald has his, his hands full. And I wonder, like, how is I want Haley to do well? <laughs> I want Haley to do well. Why can't Haley and Matt be OK? Why can't they be dating? I just feels like. I think that Haley, I honestly thought Haley and JPJ were the couple that could make it work. Remember when we said like going into paradise, I think yes. even before it shot that we were like the JPJ and Haley make so much sense together. Um, she like, she said that he's playful and funny and smart and they could, you know, that she could be a really good match with JPJ, but we obviously see that she no longer felt that way eventually, but we still want happiness for Haley, but I guess we want happiness for everyone. Yeah, we, I mean, we do, but at the same time, we want good matches. And it feels like the JPJ-Haley match worked. It also feels like Matt Donald is compatible here with a lot of the women left in paradise. I mean, we see Sydney still into him by giving him her rose. And then we see, you know, the Brie situation kind of come to a head with her asking Matt on the date. Matt, Matt might be kind of that, like, last couple week person to step into paradise and cause a whirlwind, a, a whirlwind or, you know... A, a big mess for the couple sitting there. A tornado. There. I, the Matt tornado. Donald tornado. It always is weird, though, with these late entrances because it's often encouraged to leave Paradise engaged or, you know, 
or then you can just like, you know, kind of flirt in real life. So it's always like, well, if they're going to come in this late, they're obviously not going to get engaged. So these people are just going to have to be okay with dating in real life and leaving the show before it's real. Like the show is done filming. Yeah. Right. It's like, what's the point? I think that there should be a season. And this is a great question for the audience. I think there should be a season where people stop coming in at a certain point. And if you don't like anyone, if there's, you're not hitting it off with anybody there and you're not like going to get to an engagement point, then you go and we watch people who are in relationships, serious relationships grow and, and we get to know their relationship more because uh, okay. I do think that they're, there, there's a problem with paradise because sometimes when you couple up and get into a serious relationship, that's when we stop seeing anything from you. Like we've seen so little Hannah G and Dylan the past couple of weeks because they're just happy and there's no drama with them anymore. But then we're not really getting to know what they have. The same thing. I mean, the same thing could be argued with Chris and Katie. We haven't seen any of Chris Bukowski and Katie because, you know, like we saw this week, he asked her to be his girlfriend, which means they've been doing great with little drama. So we don't see them like we we lose the love aspect of the show because they aren't creating any of the stories. Yes. So I think like, you know, maybe Bachelor producers next season, you cut people coming in off at a certain point and then we just get to see what's flourishing in Paradise more. Eh. Let me know, audience, if you think that this is something that they should explore for a future season. That's a good question. And I mean, it really comes down to this, Ashley. Are people we're talking about this right now with the Bachelor Live show uh, where we're doing the tour around the United States is are people more interested in watching the drama or watching the love? We don't know yet. That's a question that everybody's been asking about the Bachelor since the beginning of time. Do you watch it for the drama or do you watch it for the love? If it was just a love show, would you still be as interested? I would argue you wouldn't be. I think we like watching the drama. I think you're right. I think there's a balance to be had, and I think maybe the quota for love is a little low right now. Maybe mm-hmm. a little bit more, 5-10% more. Just some funny moments between Katie and, and Chris, or, or Hannah and Dylan. We did see some pretty intense uh, Hannah and Dylan uh, boom boom room action. Yeah, I mean, okay. So, speaking of Boom Boom Room. Yeah, let's move on to Kaylin. Yeah, we have a few more stories that we need to break down. Uh, We have Blake and Christina starting their little love triangle. We have Dean showing up to Paradise. We have Kaylin and Connor. And Kaylin saying that she is taking Connor to the Boom Boom Room. Or he's taking her. I don't know how that works. It's (laughs) mutual. There's consent, I'm sure. Um, Actually, there is very much consent. consent. And we're going to find out about that consent and more coming up. But before we do... Let's take a quick and final break to talk about some of our wonderful sponsors. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. 
Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening. Because they believe that their product should provide more than just power, they should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely. Available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross, you'll find huge deals on all the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops, and I mean every style for spring. There's something for the guys, too, with deals on brand name shirts. And you can get outside this spring with savings on outdoor tableware. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. Diaper duty. It's the adventure no one warns you about when you're expecting, right? Well, fear not. Pamper Swaddlers features a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Not only are Pamper Swaddlers total game changers, they have the hottest baby gift trend for 2024, the Pampers Diaper Stash an online diaper fund where friends and family can contribute a group gift so that your diaper stockpile never runs out. I love this idea. Here's how it works. You create a diaper stash account, share it with your tribe, watch the stash grow, gift it to the parents, and voila. They use the stash funds to snag Pampers diapers and wipes anywhere, anytime. It's not just a gift. It's a stash of joy. (laughs) (laughs) ensuring that those parents-to-be are stocked up without the guesswork. So whether you're a parent in the trenches or the ultimate gift guru, make 2024 the year of leak-free happiness. Pamper Swaddlers and the diaper stash. Because parenting should be an extraordinary journey, not a messy one. Your whole life, you've been told that the enemy of eating well is giving into your cravings and indulging. But actually, your cravings are leading you right where you need to be. To Kali Power. <laughs> Kali Power is the brand that powers the foods that you crave with the ingredients you deserve so you can crave on. So if you're craving pizza, go ahead. Enjoy one of Kali Power's thin and crispy stone-fired cauliflower crust pizzas. Craving chicken tenders? Kali Power's chicken tenders are made with real all-natural white meat chicken and a crispy coating packed with cauliflower so you can get protein and veggies all in one bite. And that's not all. 
If you want to indulge in a big, warm bowl of pasta, dig in with Cauliflower's cauliflower-based pasta meals. Dinner has never been easier or more delicious. With Cauliflower, all the foods you crave are made with the power of veggies. Gluten-free always, ready in minutes, and most importantly, they taste like the foods you crave. Cauliflower's products are available in freezers nationwide. Visit eatcaulipower.com to find them in a store near you. Cauliflower, crave on. Beta brand wants you to look good and feel good, even at the office. They're oh dressed pink. Beta you brand. like this? Yes, I do. You love it. Right, Ashley, you're so giddy right now, <laughs> and you love looking good and feeling good. How about how about you just tell everybody out there what's going on here? Okay, so basically, Beta Brand made yoga pants for work. So it doesn't look like you're going to work in yoga pants, but it feels like you're going to work in yoga pants. And I can't think of anything more exciting for somebody who has to sit at a desk for, you know, like eight hours a day. Beta Brand has this dress pant yoga pants feature that has ultra comfy styles designed to impress they are wrinkle resistant and they have a four-way stretch and a ponty knit fabric it's a special fabric it's even like higher quality than what you get from really good yoga pants and they also have these thoughtful details like false zippers and front buttons and belt loops so it creates the illusion that you're wearing like some serious work pants but they're not they're just comfies i'm just i just think it's so genius i would be having them in every single style speaking of styles they have a ton um there's a boot cut a straight leg a skinny a cropped they also come in a whole bunch of different colors, black, navy, gray, khaki. Uh, there's also seasonal and limited edition colors that are released monthly, so you can keep checking back for the stock your closet full of beta brand pants. And just a little bit more about beta brand, they're an online fashion retailer, and they use crowdfunding for fashion. They welcome feedback, and they bring crowdsource ideas straight into the design room. So basically, this is pretty obvious, women were like, I wish I could wear yoga pants to work. And so they said, okay, we're going to create something that is appropriate for work, but feels like a yoga pant. So if you want to start wearing some yoga pants to work, specifically the beta brand dress pant yoga pants, visit betabrand.com slash almost famous. It's all lowercase and you can get 20% off yours. Millions of women agree. These are the most comfortable pants you're ever going to wear to work. It's betabrand.com, B E T A. B-R-A-N-D dot com slash almost famous, all lowercase, to get 20% off your dress pant yoga pants. Let me know how you like them. I really like that. Boom, 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 boom. It gets, gets, me, gets me really excited. Hey, um, Ashley, we have a few more things to discuss. We have a big engagement in Bad Nation. We also have your wedding to chat about. Uh, in addition to all that, we need to finish breaking down this week's episodes of Bachelor in Paradise. I, there's really two main storylines that I think we need to talk about that are currently existing in Paradise. Uh, one is that, it, you know, obviously we see Mike go home. Um, that's sad. And then, you know, we don't know what his future entails, but we uh, we're hopeful that we'll see more of Mike. But. Outside of his departure, which is obviously a big departure from Paradise, we have 
the biggest story of the week, which is my, in my opinion, the Dean scenario. And so let's start with a, a, a huge story, but not as uh, impactful of story. It's the Blake and Christina situation wow. here. Let's lay it down for a second. Blake and Christina, it's been public that they've dated before Paradise. Uh, they had something that was good. They had ended it mutually, but then also Christina was involved in the stagecoach coach scenario. So we saw her show up to Paradise, take Blake on a date. Uh, she wasn't very happy with him. Uh, she had no intention of any romantic relationship with him. And then as this season has continued, she's been very supportive of Blake and kind of kept him around because she believes he is a good man that deserves love. We have Blake then, and we see him alone, often sad. He always has a football in his hand. He's sometimes sitting off to the side. He's stubbing his toe. His whole time <laughs> oh, on Paradise. toenail. <laughs> right? It's been awful. His whole time in Paradise has been painful at best. And it has not been good for him. I think it has caused, uh, obviously, we saw the public uh, things that he's done on social media. He's gone out and said, hey, I this Kalen situation, it's not what it's looked like. It was a mutual thing. All this stuff has led up I, to this point. I told him to go to Europe, and I will clarify, I told him to go to Europe just for the Paradise airing. <laughs> not I, to live forever. Just, you know, to ignore things. And... Ignore things he probably should have for the first few weeks, but he obviously didn't. Leading up to this moment, when Blake starts saying all the characteristics he wants in a woman, he starts claiming all these things that he sees, and then he goes, holy cow, this woman is right in front of me, and it's Christina. Ashley. Yeah. Just without – let's even take the show out of play here for a second. If somebody were to tell you this story without you having any context, your first reaction would be what? Would be he does he says he doesn't want to do friendship roses anymore. So he's going to up the ante with Christina just for paradise. I mean, sorry, but they already did that whole relationship in real life thing and it didn't work out. I guess I can't speak, though, because Jared and I did very similar things where it was like, we're kind of together in paradise. And then it's like, we're kind of together off camera. And then we're very much not together off camera. And then we are very off camera. We're very not on in paradise. So feelings can change and evolve and friendships can definitely turn into more, even if they started romantic in the first place. So I can't completely crap on this. But I think it is a little bit hard for the audience to believe that at this moment, all of a sudden, his eyes open to this girl who's been there all along. And it's supposed to be romantic, but it's just a little bit hard to buy. But sometimes things that are real are also hard to buy. Definitely. I just and I think she's skeptical, too. I think that's maybe how you sum this up is we just don't know yet. But she's obviously skeptical. This whole scenario is a little skeptical. But we're also coming in this and I want to give Blake the benefit of the doubt. We're coming into uh, into this whole thing with a frame of how the season's gone for him so far. And so, you know, Blake hasn't been uh, maybe beloved or rooted for as much as maybe some of the people in paradise are kind of rooting for him. We don't know. But all this, you know, if this was if this same scenario was reversed and it was somebody like a let's say Clay, who we want, know has wanted love, maybe hasn't messed up like Blake did a couple times. We would be saying this is maybe sweet. This is maybe nice. This is awesome that he's still this woman that has been in front of him the whole time. He's actually into mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it definitely, definitely. You're right. It depends. It's because Blake started out with such a bad taste in people's mouths. But I do want to say that Blake has come across over the past two weeks now, like really sweet. He seems like a good listener. He's there having heart to hearts with everybody. And I'm, I'm, I'm feeling better about Blake and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are too. I, I think he's going to be rude for it then. That's yeah. my, that's my thing is I think on the live show and then here, I think we'll be rooting for Blake. I don't know. I would just imagine just knowing his intentions, this whole thing, maybe just like we go, Blake, you messed up. It wasn't good, but like, let's move on from it. Truly. Let's let's learn from it. The Kalen and Blake drama that happened with the text messages. It was, it was about four weeks ago today. And it's like, it feels like it was forever ago. People move on quick in paradise. Well, speaking of moving on quick, does it feel like Dean moved on quick, Ashley? No, he didn't. He he came back to America, and within literally, I feel like, 24 to 48 hours, he was like, I'm going to go back for her. I miss her. And if you guys really want to know what Dean did, I'm sure he'll talk more about it on the Help Us Second Dating podcast. But he went to the Grand Canyon by himself. He like must have landed back at LAX took his van to the Grand Canyon, which is like, what, eight eight to ten hours away or something? And then he like sat there looking at all the majestic beauty that is Mother Nature, and he thought, I want Kaylin beside me for this moment. And then he turned around, <laughs> and I don't know, I don't know how this man doesn't get tired of driving, but he like turns right around, goes back to LA, records a Help I Suck at Dating podcast, and then he got back on a plane to Mexico to go after Kaylin. And I think it's super romantic. And I wish they had documented. Well, I guess they didn't know this was going to happen. They, they didn't know that his feelings were just not going to disappear and that he was going to have so much regret. But it would be super. It would have been nice to see like all the emotional turmoil he was going through for those 48 hours and the decision to go back and try to get her. Well, I mean, let's you explain it perfectly. So he went through terminal. He came back, did a little work here in studio, said, oh, oh, I like this girl, flew back, shaved his mustache. But she didn't pause her time in paradise. She has a good thing going, what we see, at least with Connor. I mean, they're hot and heavy. They seem to be into each other. They're kind of those cup that couple that we haven't seen a lot from, probably because they're not causing a lot of drama. They're doing a lot of kissing. It feels very uh physical it feels like they're very attracted to each other and she also says i'm gonna go to the boom boom room with connor oh all of this leading up to dean coming back and we're kind of on this cliffhanger right now the idea is that people believe dean and kaylin had a stronger uh kind of connection also kaylin was pretty beat just like very sad about you know dean leaving what happens does she leave I don't know. We don't know. We're going to find out next week. They've really been teasing this. It's been two cliffhangers, really. They they showed us a preview last week, and then we really didn't get any answers, and we're getting the same preview for next week. I I obviously, you know, love Dean. Dean is a very close friend of both of ours. I think we're rooting for Dean and Kaylin to get back together in this situation. I personally, I don't, you know, I'm not there. 
but I feel like there was a more there was more depth to Dean and Kaylin's relationship. And then with her relationship with Connor, it seems to be a little bit more just physical. But, you know, maybe I don't know the whole scenario. And I know that Dean is perhaps not the most trustworthy person in relationships. I don't mean that as far as like his fidelity goes. I mean that as far as like, just like if he's in the right spot in his life to have a real relationship. We talked about this last week and how he needs to find someone who's totally okay with him going all over the country in a van and maybe not being with her on even a weekly basis and living this lifestyle that's not going to be compatible to most. But I I am rooting for them because I just like them both individually and I like the connection that they had together and seeing her so sad over Dean the day of the wedding just made me feel like I want them to give another go. And there's always somebody hurt in the process and we all like Connor and let's see how he handles this. If that were to happen and if not, how Dean's going to handle possible rejection. That'll be coming up next week. Uh, But that was this week's episodes of bachelor in paradise. It was wild. It was crazy to summarize it all. I just want to run through the roses that were getting handed out. So everybody knows listening kind of where we're at. Nicole picks clay. Christian picks Demi, Hannah G picks Dylan, Katie picks Chris, Haley picks Luke S and probably the most surprising Rose, uh, Rose handout this week. Kaylin picks Connor, Sydney picks Matt, Tasha picks JPJ and Christina picks Blake. And it's not a friendship Rose this time. Ashley, that's this week's episodes of Bachelor in Paradise. We have two things to talk about to finish out the episode. One is Astrid and Kevin are now engaged. It was announced on social media uh, this week that Kevin and Astrid are engaged. We're happy for them. We celebrate them. Everybody is finding love in Bachelor Nation, and we couldn't be more excited for it. Speaking of love, love blossoms here on the Almost Famous podcast. And Ashley Iconetti was celebrating her love with her lover in a lover's week (laughs) and a half together. Hey, Ashley, our listeners have been asking. I've been wondering. I'm just going to let you have the floor here. No, I like question time. Give me questions. Ashley, (laughs) um, your wedding was beautiful. I've summarized a bit of it. Yeah. Uh, The ceremony was a beautiful ceremony led by Elon Gale. The reception was something that was magical. What was it about your reception that you really, really wanted that – you got maybe as a surprise when you walked in, can you at least give our listeners a, a picture of what your reception looked like? Because it was something to be seen. Well, I guess they can see all the pictures on social media. And there is a couple links that we've put out there with like hundreds of pictures. And we've already put out the, um, the surprise day of video that I know that Ben had spoken about with that. Our, um, our videographers, Larev put together, which was really, really cool because they put together a video like all of our reception and we watched it at the reception. It was wacky. Super cool. Anybody out there who needs a wedding videographer anywhere throughout the country, check out Larev. It's uh I'm I'm shameless plug, but I don't care. It's uh it's L E and then space R E V E. They are unbelievable. So I think the the thing that that was our reception. I people made fun of us for saying that we wanted our wedding day to be a romantic experience and not just like a party in which Bruno Mars like uptown funk you up plays and like the most standard wedding music. I'm sorry. So we kind of created a musical journey, and I think one of the most special things about our reception was that we handpicked every single song that was played. I just 
my wedding planner thought I was nuts. Like, he loved it, but he also was like, all these t- music cues were, was the hardest part of the day for him. So we had one of Jared's best friends, but also shout out to Troy Williams. If you need a wedding planner, Troy Williams of Simply Troy. It's very easy to find his info. Um, so we had Jared's good friend, Frank. He played our the song that I walked on the aisle to, which was Hanson's For Your Love. So our romantic experience... And it's no different than Catherine Lowe saying that she wanted a grown sexy theme. Like, what the hell? I remember watching their wedding and being like, what is grown sexy? Anyway, it made sense when we all saw it put together. So first we had Frank Hurd sing For Your Love. And I walked down the aisle to that. And I had to have the doors open. The church doors had to open at a specific note. And it was right before Frank said, like, is the modulation of the song. When our video comes out, the extended video, you guys will be able to see that whole moment. And that was just the coolest thing ever. But walking down the aisle was definitely the biggest blur of the night. People say, your wedding day is such a blur. You know, try to be in the moment. But I truly, I really feel like I I lived in the moment a lot. And Jared and I got more time together than I ever imagined. We didn't even have to take those five-minute breaks to be together. We really, we sacrificed some conversation with some guests. You know, we definitely said hi to everyone that we invited. And we had, like, you know, a 30-second banter. But if a song came on that was, like, super meaningful for me to dance with Jared, I was like, I'm so sorry, I have to go. Um, but yeah, let me go through the day in like in songs, <laughs> in, in music. So then during our reception, during the cocktail party, we had a local band called the Timeless Band. They're from Providence, Rhode Island, and all the kids are nineteen year they're nineteen years old, and they play hits from the fifties to the eighties, and they play. Um, great, I forget the the spot in Providence, but it's like the row of all the Italian restaurants. So during the summer, they play out there. And it's just the cutest thing ever. And when we were first starting to wedding plan last September, we were at a restaurant and they were playing and we were with our wedding planner. And he was like, Jared, go dance with Ashley. So in Jared's head, Jared was like, the only song I'll get up to was Earth Angel. But he didn't say it out loud to anyone, not even Troy. And I'm not even kidding you. 20 seconds later, they started to play Earth Angel, which I had never even heard before. And he was like, well, that's the song. So we had to have them perform. I just want to show how like every little moment was like so personalized and just describe Jared and my story unbelievably. So we had them play. And unfortunately, like most bride and grooms don't get to really experience the cocktail hour. So we didn't even get to see them play. But everybody thought they were the cutest fit for the venue. Ben, did you get to see them play the Timeless Band? I definitely did. Were they cute? They're great. I actually, I went up to them and I said, you're like, other than the Taylor Pace band, they're one of the best wedding like bands I've ever heard. Oh, that's so awesome. Thank you. Yeah, they were awesome. Um, so then for our first dance for um the mother daughter the mother son dance, the dad and daughter dance, and um just like the introduction of the bridal party, we had David Cook perform, who is my favorite American Idol. Did I mention this last week? So that was like really freaking cool. 
Like it was wacky, but he was my favorite American Idol, one of my favorite musicians, and one of like the only musicians that I've really converted Jared to like loving as well. And we just, when the idea popped in our head to possibly ask him to perform at our wedding, we were like, could you imagine the warmth of his voice filling that venue? And then once it was in our head, we couldn't let it go, and we emailed his amazing tour manager and he happened to be a bachelor fan so it it worked out well for us and then but he wasn't free okay i'll tell you that (laughs) i'm not saying it worked out well for us and it was free it certainly wasn't (laughs) and then after that we had the uh oh my god we're so wacky we had strings play we had a quartet of strings it was piano two violins and um uh Oh, well. oh, God. <laughs> Cello. And they played some of our favorite romantic movie scores during dinner, like during, um, you know, salad and stuff. And then we did some speeches. And then after that, we had the band come on and the band was a Jordan Cohen band. And we hand selected every they were amazing. They were like right. They're like rated one of the top like wedding bands in the country and they played beauty and the beast they played the lion king titanic aladdin like uh, again more more movie scores that we wanted to have vocals toward it was really really cool and then um after the music after that band we cut the cake and then we started more of the party and my sister's boyfriend jack ford he he went up and he DJ'd for about 45 minutes to like all the songs that were like party songs that I definitely wanted played. Yeah, it was the best. Okay, so that was our I, reception. I went after it. <laughs> I went after it. it. I'm telling you, it was one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. I took pictures and uh, texted my family and friends and said, look at this place. It's beyond what I even could have imagined. We had a great week with you, Ashley. Thank it was you. so fun celebrating you and Jared. Uh, it was special to all everybody that was there. It's extremely special to me. I realized in that moment, really standing at your rehearsal dinner, uh, I've I've always loved Jared. Um, I think I take him for granted. I think I uh, have always just viewed him as one of those people that I I know will always be there that I can always trust. Uh, he's a good friend, a great friend, a great human. Um, and then uh, for you. I felt uh, in that moment, this just deep appreciation for who you are, who you've been to so many people that stood up that night uh, and said so many great things about you that were real and powerful and how you lay next to your friends as they're sick and you lay next to your friends through breakups and you're the friend that they all call if they're hurting. And, and I felt in that moment, just a really deep appreciation for both of you because you're both, um, I don't want to say great people. I think that, I think that uh, diminishes a little bit of what I'm trying to get to is that, uh, this celebration of you guys was well deserved. It was an honor to be there. Um, the two of you, as a couple, is in the, the best sense a power couple, uh-huh. and uh, um, it was a beautiful wedding. And I'm just, I hope Ashley, and I hope you that you tell Jared this. I woke up the morning after the wedding, and, and Jessica and I were talking, and we just both hope that you felt as celebrated as all of us felt for you. Well, um, we. You and Jess being there, it was so sweet. And I love seeing you two together. You were freaking adorable. My mom still is talking about the chemistry that you guys have and how adorable you are together. Um, she's your perfect fit. She really, 
you guys make so much sense. And she fits in with the friend group. And it's really, really nice to see that. And the speech that you gave at the rehearsal dinner was, you know, blew us away. Everybody's speeches at the rehearsal dinner. I told my wedding planner, I was like, good luck tomorrow. Because I don't know how the rehearsal dinner could be beat. Ten speeches from, you know, half of each bridal party. And it was just like, wow, I was sobbing. But it was great. And I'm so glad we did the rehearsal dinner the way we did. And thank you for being there. And thank you for all the kind words that you said to us. It was just, it was the most heartwarming thing. And that's total understatement. There isn't really words. I've got an idea for everybody. Um, if you have any other questions about Ashley and Jared's wedding, uh, reception, rehearsal, anything, uh, honestly, I know this has been a hot topic. Uh, email us at bashleyiheartmedia.com. We'll read through those emails. And if we have enough emails, we'll do a special episode where Ashley can just answer some of your questions uh, about the process. But until then, we're going to move on from her wedding uh, because we have more paradise to talk about in the upcoming weeks. Ashley, it's great to have you back. It's amazing to be able to sit with you and just discuss life again let's keep this thing rolling uh for another couple episodes of paradise ashley i've been ben i've been ashley see ya we'll talk to you soon everybody follow the ben and ashley i almost famous podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts childproofing people's homes is hard but duracell is making it just a bit simpler Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. The Easter Bunny is coming early this year. That's right. Easter Sunday is March 31st. And with free in-store pickup, CVS makes it easy to get everything you need for brilliant baskets and happier hunts. I'm so excited for the Easter egg hunt with Dawson this year. Find delightful toys, peeps-themed egg decorators, pre-filled Easter eggs packed with goodies, and so much more. Hop to it and... Get your order fast with free CVS pickup. Visit cvs.com slash Easter for details. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find name brands for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit at Ross. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. I mean, every style for spring. There's something for the guys, too, with deals on brand name shirts. And you can get outside this spring with the savings on outdoor tableware. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Hey, it's Ben. And it's Ashley, and we want to let you know that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths. LifeVac is the easiest, safest, and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit LifeVac.net and enter promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS to save 20% and secure your home kit today. That's LifeVac.net and enter promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS.
Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road. Don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required.